0: Listen up, hockey and sports fans, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Drop the Puck
1: Podcast, the latest news and information around the NHL with your hosts, Justin Starr and Pedro Rodriguez. Welcome to the Drop the Puck Podcast. This is episode number 48. My name is Justin. Alongside me, as always, or should I say across the screen from me, is Pedro Rodriguez. Pedro, how are you doing, my friend? what's going on how are we doing? uh not too bad, not too bad uh just a little quick ranger talk. what the hell was that devil's game first off
0: yeah that that was uh that's all that's all you could say first, right first i got no, i got no words i mean first period was fantastic the sec the first maybe four minutes of that second period were good, and then i don't i can't even explain what happened. The defense sucked Justin Braun... broad. Did not look good. Him and Nemeth, I think, were on the ice for like four out of those seven goals. It was just, it was a nightmare, a disaster. Yeah, it was a, it nightmare. Was a disaster. Uh, and, and and honestly, Adam Fox didn't have a good game either. It, I think the only, only like, bright spot overall. was
1: uh, Andrew Kopp had what two points? Yeah, two points. I, I think that's probably
0: the best side of his new acquisition. Two points in his first game as a Ranger, but other than that, yikes.
1: Uh, Yeah, so it is, uh, yeah, my my wallet took a little beating on that one as well. Um, It is uh, March 25th. Uh, We are about an hour and a half away from uh, game time for the Rangers again. They play uh, Pittsburgh tonight. So we're going to get right into it, and let's drop the puck. All right, so we're going to pretty much, we left off last week uh, right before the deadline. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to run through the actual trades that, uh, happened after that episode was recorded and released. Uh, so let's just get right in. Cause there's quite a few trades here. Uh, we probably won't run through all of them. We'll run through, you know, the ones with the bigger names. Like I don't want to talk about Troy Stetcher for a seventh round pick. I don't know about you, but that's just not up. That's not in my cards right now. Uh, we could sell it. Uh, Who wants our Drew. Well, I was going to actually start with the avalanche down low when they started things off, um, when they they made the move for Josh Manson to really get the uh, deadline going. Uh, So the avalanche uh, traded uh, defenseman Drew uh, Hellison and a 2023 second-round pick uh, for defenseman Josh Manson. Uh, Pedro, initial reactions? What a pickup.
0: I mean, this guy, Colorado is, did the like there is no one close in the Western Conference to Colorado right now? Zero. It's all Colorado. It's Colorado and everyone else. And Josh Manson just brings that the sense of death that they've been looking for. That you got Cal McC- you can Car could drive up the ice, no problem. I think he is the best defenseman in the league on the rush, hands down. I think he's he's that good. I mean he's he's literally a a four forward on the ice every time he's on the ice. And I think Josh Manson will definitely bring that defensive presence and he's a big guy and he, it just makes him so much better. It makes Colorado look so good.
1: Yeah. I I, I can't lie. When I saw Colorado made the first move out of anyone uh, made me worried um, because you, you can tell that they're really going for it. Like they are, they're all in, they push the chips all in uh, and it, we'll see how it pays off right now. They're my team to beat bar none. They are the best team in hockey. Uh, with a healthy lineup. That's for damn sure. I don't think anyone could really argue that at that point, at this moment in time. Uh, but yeah, it was just, you know, the Ducks are selling. We'll discuss the Ducks a little bit uh, further uh, into this podcast. But uh, yeah, the first move uh, to start pretty much to start the deadline was that Josh Manson deal. And then the Avalanche didn't stop there because the next day they traded forward Tyson Yost to the Minnesota Wild for forward Nico Sturm, which I'm not going to lie. I think Minnesota actually won this deal. I love Tyson Yost. I think Tyson Yost is going to fit in. I I think the thing with Tyson Yost was he wasn't able to really produce in Colorado just because there's so many of those producers there already. Uh, But I think um, with Minnesota, he's going to be given that opportunity, and I think he's going to really shine for Minnesota. Uh, As for Nico Stern, he's a solid pickup. Yeah, you know, He'll be on their third or fourth line, uh, and he's a plug and play, and he'll, you know, they're just bolstering that lineup. Um, what are your thoughts?
0: No, well, so yeah, like, like you mentioned with uh, Nicholas Sermon, I think it's just a bolster up that fourth, third, fourth line, uh, put some depth on that team. That team is already deep as it is, they can, sh- they can score, they can play defensively. The only question I have for Colorado heading into the playoffs is their goaltending. Uh, I think that is probably their weakest point. Um, on their team. I'm surprised they didn't grab another goaltender, but yeah, like you said, I think it's just a bolster up the third and fourth line and they'll go from there. The Colorado, as you probably, as you said, they're the team to beat. I, I think they are the favorites to win the Stanley cup. Do I think they'll win it?
1: No, but they are the favorite. Yeah. Right now they're definitely even the betting favorites. They, they're, they're definitely the betting favorites. Um, no so let's move on to March 16th. Our boys make a move. I was, you know, delivering some packages and uh, I got a text message saying, uh, you know, just a screenshot uh, from my buddy, Brian Woj, who's been on the podcast before, uh, pretty much saying that uh, the Rangers, the one thing about insiders, I'm going to go on a little tangent here, is they'll say that they're hearing something and then the deal is done two seconds later. I don't know, you know, I'm not hating on them, but they might be the worst insiders in the game. You know, just in any sport, I, I don't know why it is, yeah. but you know, NBA, you got Shams and Woj, they are dropping bombs like they are ahead of the game. Like even um, Ian reported and uh, Schefter with you know the Tyreek Hill news in the NFL two days ago. It's just I feel like with the NHL insiders, it's literally they hear at the last second or right as something's going into central registry, and that's when they say something. I don't know if they're trying not to step on toes, but that's just my opinion.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot has to do with... A lot of people have ties for these players, you know? like they, You don't want to ruin relationships because once you ruin those relationships, you're not going to get the inside story. It's just how it is. Um, I think... And I also think there's been... I feel like it hasn't been like that, though, in recent years. I feel like it's it just started, like, last year with all this. So I don't know what's happening. I, I feel like there's a lot of GMs now who are very tight-lipped, who are very tight-lipped. You, like Chris Drury, for example, mm, yeah. you, will hear, you won't hear one leak. Or, when, or Brian Burke in Pittsburgh, you won't hear one leak. It, I think GMs now are starting to realize they want to keep everything in-house and keep everything for the last second. And you see the same thing with Kyle Dubas in Toronto. We'll get that. We'll get to the Marc-Andre for thing later, but there was a little tip between him and Kyle Davidson in Chicago because something was leaked to the press from Chicago. So I think GMs or GMs presidents are really starting to be tight lipped here. So the, so we don't get breaking news like that as we see in the NFL or the NBA or any other sport.
1: Makes sense. Um, But the Rangers did uh, end up making a move. They, uh, Helped Florida clear up some cap space for later on, I believe Ben Sherratt and Claude Giroux, Uh, but they, uh, they ended up picking up uh, Frankie Vetrano uh, from Florida for a 2022 fourth round pick. Uh, And just like, you know, pretty much for Colorado, that Tyson Yost move with Nico Sturm, it just helped the Rangers bolster the bottom of that lineup. But meanwhile, he's playing on the second line right now, you know, with, with Kako out. So, you know, Frankie Petrano, he's a speedy, speedy winger. Uh, I've been impressed with what I've seen from him so far. He's not afraid to get his nose into things, you know, start start chirping at, you know, some of the opposing players try to draw some penalties. Uh, I, you know, I like that he shoots. I like that he's a shoot first type of guy. Uh, But pretty much I'm happy with the deal so far. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I think I agree yeah
0: like like you said you nailed everything on the head I, I mean speedy guy i didn't know how fast this guy was this guy is fast and i think he's i think he'll fit in with pit and strome but i would love to see him on a line with cop in the middle with him on the right and either Tryden hunt on the, on the left i mean that could be a great line um i think it definitely bosses their bottom six because their bottom six is I don't understand how we won so many games with our bottom six. I'm not going to lie you. How this team has won 40 games with their bottom six. But they managed to do it. Uh, obviously, Igor Shesterkin has been lights out, not recently, but has been lights out almost the entire season. And, yeah, Frank Machano is a great pick up for the Rangers,
1: no doubt. So now moving on to later on that day, two more trades broke that day. Uh, on March 16th. Uh, the next one is the uh, Seattle crack and move on from uh forward Cali yarn crock who uh, went to Calgary uh, for a, for three picks a uh, 2022 second round pick, a 2023 third round pick, and a 2024 seventh round pick. Uh, I think Seattle might own every single draft pick in the next, like three drafts. Uh, like 35 in like the next two or three Some drafts. Wild. It, it, Unreal. It, it, it's pretty crazy. Uh but you know, Yarn uh, Yarncrook, you know, bolstering up that Flames lineup. The Flames are a scary team too. I don't know, you know, yeah. with Mar with Markstrom in net. I if <laughs> I don't want to say it, but if I were if I were Colorado, I you know I'd be a little afraid of you know meeting well, and, Calgary. And that's the thing though is
0: they're great structurally, and I, I think that's going to be the tiebreaker in the series between those two teams is goaltending. I think it's Colorado is a scoring machine, and obviously with Cam McCarr in the back end. But that if Colorado has no goaltender, you're not. Uh, I'm sorry, but you're not going anywhere in the playoffs. And I think that's going to be big. I think Colorado does make it to the final anyway, but it's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy against. I think I think the Flames are probably their biggest competition. I
1: I love Next the down. Flames. I right. love the Flames.
0: Yeah, wow. yeah. I mean. Johnny hockey contract year. Of course he's playing lights out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be interesting in the off season, but, uh, we'll when that happens. but yeah, Kelly, Kelly on Great, great pickup there. Uh,
1: so on March 16th, the Florida Panthers weren't done as they ended up after moving on from Frankie, uh, Frankie, but they picked up Ben Sherratt, the, uh, all right, you so were very for me, happy about that. Yes, I was. I was very happy about this. You were very happy about it. Uh, he was the most sought, he was apparently the most sought after defenseman on the you know the trade bait board. Not in my eyes. Uh, I don't know how you feel, but uh Florida ended up picking up Ben sherat uh, for forward Tyler. Uh, I'm gonna butcher that last name. Uh Smolanik, Tyler Smolanik. And a 2023 first round pick and a 2022 fourth round pick. Now, I, before you get started, I just want to say that Ben Sherrod just didn't do it for me. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. I did not want to move any. So, like, if, if that was the trade that we made and we traded away a first round pick for Ben Sherrod, I would be upset. Uh, yeah. So I'm glad that Chris Drury stayed away from it. I yeah. thought it was a. I thought it was a smart move. Yeah, does Sherrod solidify the Florida Panthers defense, which definitely needs some help? Absolutely. But it's just something about Ben Sherrod just steers me the wrong way. Uh, Pedro, yeah. what do you think?
0: Yeah, this was a toughie because I, I don't mind Ben Sherrod. Is there a particular reason why you don't
1: like him? I, There's not really too overrated. I, I, yes, I, yeah, overrated. Uh, not worth the projected, you know, outcome of what he trade. Right. Exactly. I thought right. any any first round pick for Ben Chirac would be an overpayment, and okay. that's just I I don't think he's worth a first round. I pick. mean, I I think he's a good defenseman. I don't think he's over the top,
0: but when you're the top defenseman on a trade on a trade board people are going to give it up. You know, people are going to give up that first round pick.
1: But I would, I would prefer a Hampus Lindholm or, you know, we'll get into that or a Mark Giordano way before I ever think about Ben Sherratt. Right. But the asking price is probably astronomical at
0: that point. And Florida maybe just wants to get it over with. I I don't know. I don't know Bill Zito's idea here, but yeah, I I mean, I think it's just something Florida wants to do. And I think it helps them though, but they're they don't need another Hampus Lindholm though. They have got They're they're bolstering the back end. I think they were looking for more defensive defensemen. and Lindholm is that guy. But the asking price is probably way too much. Plus, everyone giving up their 2022 picks. Like, is this draft that bad?
1: I, yeah, I mean, it,
0: it might be. Like no one traded for these for this draft. I, like, everything is in 2023.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are a few 2020. Uh, yeah, first round picks. Not many. 2022s went uh maybe we can try to get josh uh josh on again to discuss some prospects but uh from what it's looking like uh, well there's one 2022 that we'll we'll talk about uh coming up um but the next move um on the board here is uh the lightning the lightning go on and get Brendan hagel from the chicago blackhawks for uh two young forwards uh boris katuk and Taylor Radish and they also received a 2023 first round pick and a 2024 first round pick. What a haul for Brendan Hagel. Holy crap.
0: I, Chicago, I don't understand Chicago's idea here. I'm so confused. I, I don't you're trying to rebuild. This guy has 25 goals in his rookie year and you're trading him to the defending Stanley Cup champions. What what is your mindset there? I'm so I don't get Kyle Davidson's mindset, and I agree with Jonathan Tate. He's like, if he's traded, no one's safe. Obviously, nothing happened with those guys, but in the off season, no one's safe. You just traded your best rookie.
1: Patrick Han will be having a uh, one way flight to New York in the summer. You're convinced? I I still will not get. We we'll have it up. no cap. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out.
0: Well, if Andrew Pop say andrew pop is playing the way he plays and has a great playoff we you resigning him
1: gotta you gotta figure out the cap i don't know that's that's it's gonna be a big off season. yeah that's, that's all i know i i agree i agree it's definitely gonna be a lot of moving parts you got that right uh the next move smaller deal uh delorier went to uh the wilds uh from the ducks for a 2022 third round pick uh and then a doozy happens, and this is where I just, you know, spoke of Hampus Lindholm. The Ducks made another move, selling off their pieces. They trade Hampus Lindholm and Cody Curran, uh <laughs> to the Boston Bruins for a 2022 first-round pick, a 2023 second, a 2024 second, um, Euro uh, Euro Vakanainen and John Moore, and, who, like, uh, and uh, John Moore, who is a uh, Ranger legend. Uh, who's just you know been bouncing around team to team, and then instantly Lindholm is signed to a eight year extension. Uh, you want to talk about oh, cap space? You want to? Yeah, you Boston want to, you, want to, you want to talk about Boston cap space? Boston. Where's Boston getting their cap space? Well, the
0: top guys take home deals. They take they take discounts.
1: That's
0: a good point. Brad Mar- uh, Brad Marchand, I'm sorry, as a pest that he is. He's worth a lot more than he's making now. And so is Patrice Bergeron, definitely. And Posternak as well. Those top three guys should be making at least eight to nine million a year. I mean, come on. Why can't we get that? I believe me, I wish. I, like, I wish. Those three guys, like, I give them credit. I mean, they're top players. Like, top players. I, I just don't get how. Let me see, I'm on cap friendly right now. Let me see if I can pull up their. Who are the Bruins? Cap here. Yeah. So Pasternak's making six point six.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. For how many more years? Brad
0: Mar. Brad Marchand. Uh, two more after this one. Brad Marchand is making six point one million. He still has his four years after this. Like it just makes zero sense to me. And then uh, Bergeron is on the IR. He'll be a UFA next season he's making six point eight.
1: So who is the who's making the most per year right now for the Bruins? It looks like Patrice Bertrand at six point. What's Taylor Hall making?
0: Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall is at six. Wow. Yeah. And Charlie McAvoy's at well Charlie McAvoy will make the most next yeah, season. Next, he's next making season. nine and a half. Right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's 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 crazy to me. This team has, well, they have $80 million right now in cap. Their cap hit. They only have
1: $795,000 left this year. But and the thing with again, the Bruins, the, the thing with the Bruins is I, I think a lot of people were saying once Bergeron retires or leaves, that's when the rebuild finally starts for Boston. But now with this Lindholm deal, this just opens up a whole nother window of now you yeah. have Lindholm and McAvoy as your number one pairing on the back end for eight plus years. You still have you know this is a team that doesn't rebuild; they just rebolster yeah. and right. and they retool and they're just you know they they won't go away. They're going to be a good team for years to come. I feel like Boston gets the top guys all the time.
0: They always get. I feel like every time, obviously, I'm gonna mention the Rangers because I know them most. But I feel like most of the time, I can't remember a good trade deadline that we had that they were affected. The only person I can think of is Marty Lee. Other than that, when do we actually have someone who's affected at the deadline? I feel like Boston. Every time they bolster, they produce, and they're like play and they're playoff performers, and they somehow end up in the finals and they finish like eighth in the freaking in the league. I just don't get it. Every
1: time. Yeah. Uh, on to, the, on to the next move. Uh, Florida, Florida was busy, man. Um, this is the uh, the Claude Giroux trade. So I think Claude Giroux ended up actually kind of screwing over the Flyers because Claude Giroux said, I want to go to Florida, and that didn't leave much to work with. You know, okay. Florida, why would Florida give up more than, they're, than they have to when? They know right Giroux wants to go there. Uh, so the Florida Panthers uh, were given Giroux and uh, Connor Booneman for forward Owen Tippett, a 2024 first round pick and a 2023 third round pick. I know Flyers fans aren't happy with the return, but that's what happens. Sorry, but there you go. The Florida Panthers get better and you know i i'm just surprised okay
0: i get the rivalry factor because ellie friedman said that the rangers and boston were involved as well as the colorado avalanche and as you mentioned right as you mentioned it it made it hard for philly just to go with one team obviously florida was going to take advantage of it so I get the situation with the Rangers in Boston, they're rivalry teams. You probably don't want to get traded. You're playing a thousand games with Philly. It probably looks bad, blah, blah, blah. But Colorado, I mean, I, maybe it's a family thing. Maybe you want to stay in the East Coast for the family. I don't know. I don't know what caused your situation. But if you want to win, don't get me wrong, Florida's a team to beat. Florida is the top dog in the East. I think they are the best team in the East but I'm just surprised that he just wanted that one team. I, I felt Colorado would definitely be on that list for sure.
1: Yeah. And now a thing with uh, that, I find interesting now uh, is I'm not going to make any assumptions, but I just find it weird that Ekblad goes down with that injury uh, that puts him right. on long-term IR right, and clears up the cap space for Claude Giroux. I, I, I'm, I'm not saying He's not hurt because I
0: honestly think Aaron Ekblad's hurt. I don't think hockey players do that. I don't think. They I do I agree. Injuries. I don't. I don't believe that. But what timing? Oh, what timing? It, it, it what couldn't timing. be better. It could not be better. And and now he's not coming back until the playoffs. And I I just saw recently uh, someone screenshot. I think from TSN that at the GM's meeting they're talking about putting a salary cap for the playoffs. So. Things like this can't happen, so they can't pull a Tampa Bay Lightning like they did with Nikita Kucherov. I I like it. I I think I, that's cheating. I think that's cheating. That's such BS.
1: I completely agree with you, and I actually like that idea of a salary yeah. cap in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, so uh, teams can freaking
1: just the timing couldn't be more perfect. I know. Uh, I think I think like that was the last game. That was the last game for him. Like someone had to get hurt and put on like LTIR. Yeah. And it just so happened that it happened, you know, hours before it had to. Have. And the guy who makes the most on your team too. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. So uh-huh. Now they get
0: another top dog. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, um, but Florida wasn't done there. Uh, they acquired a uh, defenseman Robert Hag uh, from Buffalo for a six round pick in twenty twenty-two. So there's just you know Florida helping out, you know, bolstering that defense, that defense that honestly. I think needed a little bit of bolstering and they sure as shit went out and, you know, accomplished that. They did it. Um, the next move you have uh, Travis Hamanick on the move to uh, the Ottawa Senators uh, and a third round pick going back to the Canucks in 2022. What happened to Travis Hamonick? Yeah, he left the Islanders. <laughs> I think that's what happened. Right, I mean, I thought he was. I thought he was a steady defenseman for the Islanders, and then he and then he requested the trade to go home to Calgary. Right, and then ever since that, like he's kind of just been moving around, you know, all all throughout Canada.
0: Yeah, it hasn't been steady for the guy. I I mean, I think definitely, I think he's at his talent of his career, Um, but that move away from the Islanders didn't. It just didn't help. It definitely did not.
1: Uh, and then another team in the East, who I, I believe is floundering right now, the Toronto Maple Leafs made uh, made two two moves here, um, which I believe they were kind of related because uh, in one move they brought in Mark Giordano and Ranger legend Colin Blackwell, um, and gave the Kraken a second uh, second round pick in twenty twenty two and the second round pick in twenty twenty three. Uh, And then pretty much right after that or right before that they moved out defenseman, Travis Dermott, sent him packing to Vancouver for a third round pick in 2022. Mark Giordano is someone that I wanted for the Rangers. I would have much preferred Mark Giordano over Justin Braun. Uh, I think the Rangers could have matched this trade easily, but like Claude Giroux, I think, Mark Giordano pretty much said, Hey, I want to go to my favorite team. I want to go home to Toronto. And I think, you know, Seattle oblige. Yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah. I I like the move for Toronto. Great move. Like you said, bring that veteran presence to the game. Uh, Norris Trophy won, I think, like three years ago. Definitely not the same defenseman, but definitely effective. But with Toronto, man, it's their goaltending. I I don't get how they didn't get another goaltender. I I, I don't. How do you not grab another goalie during your during the trade deadline? Well,
1: they wanted Satiri on waivers, and I right. think I think I, think, uh, I was listening to uh, Thirty Two Thoughts, and I think it was uh, Jeff Merrick who said that he believe he heard that thirteen different teams put in a claim for Satiri. And at one point he went to a uh, front office person from one of the teams and said, do you think they actually want Satiri, Or do you think they're just doing it to fuck around with the Toronto Maple Leafs? (laughs) And who knows, man, Uh, because, you know, Jack Campbell still hurt. You know, I, they, 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 I thought that rookie came in and had, I think he had a shutout, I'm blanking on his name, but had a shutout in his first, you know, NHL game, which is, you know, congrats to him. Eric, Eric Grant, Eric Granlin. Yeah. So, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm oh, blanking out on it. Uh, but Swedish, uh, Swedish sweetest, sweetest guy. But uh, yeah, uh, thoughts on the Leafs right now, where they're headed? Are they headed to another uh, first round exit? You know, that's, that's
0: an interesting point. Um, right now, I'm pretty sure they're slated to play the Boston Bruins, if I'm correct.
1: I think they're going to play the Bruins or the Panthers. I think the Bruins are the Lightning. Oh, Bruins are Lightning. Correct? I think that might be it. Yeah. Yeah, because
0: yeah, Boston's in third right now. So Toronto's in second, Boston's in third. Right there, that's not an easy matchup. I would take... it's To me, it's just based on goaltending. I, I would take the Boston Bruins. I would take the Boston Bruins.
1: The you, bo- you're, going, you're going with Swamin'?
0: Yeah. I, I think Boston... Your goaltender is... The breaking point in in a series. I don't care if you can score seven or eight goals. I don't care because the other team, if your goalie stinks, they could do the same thing. True. It's true. So it, if your goal, you don't have goaltending. No, I think if Toronto loses in the first round, Kyle Dubas, see you later. William Nylander, see you later. I think Austin Matthews is not going anywhere. Mitch Marner. I would consider looking somewhere else for, I would consider a trade Uh, John Tavares, another guy kind of hasn't been performing the way he would did with the Islanders. He's he's 30 already, you know, it's, I think Toronto regardless where you end up, especially in that Atlantic division, it's not going to be, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah.
1: I think Toronto fans are in for some disappointment. Uh, Yeah. But to keep it moving with the Kraken, who just keep taking these picks, uh, they uh, move on from Jeremy Lazon, send him uh, to Nashville, and they also send back pretty much uh, Mason Appleton back to Winnipeg. Uh, so those are just two smaller moves. Uh, let's see here. We had Scott Wedgwood on the move from Arizona. He headed over to Dallas. How many goalies does, do the Dallas Stars have? Like 12. They have Braden Holpe. They had at the start of the season. They had um, Ben Bishop, but he had to retire. Right. They have uh, Kodobin. They have Scott Wedgewood. Now, they, Jake Ottinger. Jake. Oh, like how many goalies do these guys yeah. have? It's incredible. I, I don't know. I
0: don't know. Uh, didn't I know oh, he retired. I don't Ben Bishop. Ben. A heavy bull in the tire, correct? He's in the minors, I think, now. Yeah, so, yeah um, I believe so. Yeah, but, ugh, I mean, Dallas, again, is another team. It's like, they're in a wild card spot right now. Vegas is one point back, but Dallas has, like, four games in hand on everybody. So, I mean, they control their own destiny. But, again, another team, if they don't make the playoffs, Tyler Sagan, Jamie Ben. Like, what do you do? John Klingberg extra trade. He didn't get traded this trade deadline.
1: I think Klingberg's uh, gone in the offseason. You think he's gone? Klingberg in the offseason. Oh, he actually has to be. He has to be. I think he's a trade, right? Oh, UFA. He's a UFA, yeah. So he's done anyway. Yeah. So they're going to just let him walk. They're not even going to get anything for him. No, yeah. Unless they end up trading his, you know, his rights during the summer just so a team can work. The team, you know, a team That's could work midfield. on a, a deal before he hits yeah. free agency. I uh, if
0: Boston was looking at him. Boston was <laughs> definitely looking at him, hands down. Couldn't get a deal down there.
1: Um, another minor move, uh, the Coyotes uh, acquired forward Jack McBain from uh, the Minnesota Wilds for a second-round pick. Um, Nathan Boyu goes to Pittsburgh, who we'll be seeing play the Rangers tonight. Uh for a conditional seventh round pick. I don't even know if is really gonna actually play. Will he? Is he playing? I, I, I don't oh. I don't know if he's just gonna be an extra defenseman. Because I mean they, yeah. they only they you know they only moved a conditional seventh. Uh so I, I don't know where Boyu's exactly gonna fit on their defensive core, but with right. that said, now he'll probably score a goal against the Rangers tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> the Arizona Coyotes received forward Brian Little and Nathan Smith from the Winnipeg Jets. What's going on with Winnipeg? Obviously, sellers at the deadline. What right. what do, what do we think they do with uh, the lives of Pierre Luke uh, Pierre Luke Dubois? Are they going to try to you know build around him? I mean, even I Connor Hellebuck hasn't they looked could, great. They could. Well, I think shifley has gone in the offseason. So, you think, think it's Shifley's just going to
0: be a complete guy, rebuild? They're, they're going to tear it down and restart? I don't think they would tear it down necessarily. Uh, I, I think there needs to be a shifted personality on that team. I, I think Shifley's gone. Wheeler, I think, will stick around. They definitely have to look to bolster of their defense. Kyle Connors on a tear. I, I, to me, a most underrated player in the league, hands down. The guy has like 40 goals. I was no one talking about Kyle Connor. Yeah,
1: Kyle Connor is in top five right now in goal scoring.
0: Yeah, like I, I don't get how this guy's not being—he's not talked about enough.
1: See, it's because he he plays for Winnipeg. That's why.
0: Probably, you're right. I I mean, it's kind of like, uh, uh, what's his name in Florida, Anton Lundell. Lundell, yeah. Lundell, Lundell, yeah. That's another guy. He's on a tear in his rookie year. No one's talking about him. Mm -hmm. So, and even like people. Detroit, like most side, after like, Lucas Raymond, no one's really talking about them either. Um, anyway, off track. Wonder Jets? They suck. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think some of their top guys won't be there next year. But yeah, definitely complete three sixty coming into the deadline and becoming sellers for sure.
1: Yep. Um, Marcus Johansson uh, finds his way back into Washington as the Kraken just continue to pile on draft graphics uh, and then in coinciding moves um, one of the bigger moves of the deadline the Minnesota Wilds send Capo Cacona in their goalie and a fifth round pick um, uh, to San Jose for a defenseman Jacob Middleton and then right after make a move for goaltender Mark Andre Fleury uh, for a conditional second round pick in 2020. If you were Cam Talbot how are you feeling right now? I know Cam Talbot at the beginning of the season thought, you know, he came out and said, I am good enough to be a starter for this team, but do you think he was given his opportunities and Billy Guerin pretty much said, Hey, listen, you, you, you had your opportunities, but we also want to have a one, a one B situation here. I mean, Flurry is used to this. Flurry's been doing this ever since, you know, he left Pittsburgh when he was one, a one B with Matt Murray. Uh, he, he did it in Vegas. With Robin Leonard. Uh, you know, so he he's pretty used to it. Uh, how do you think Talbot feels? I
0: think he I think it's a good competition. You know, I think it's I think it's Billy Guerin saying, go out there and prove that you deserve to be a start in the NHL. And as you mentioned, as we've mentioned this entire podcast, you need goaltending in the playoffs. You want to win, you need goaltending. Get that one two punch. I wouldn't take it as if I was Cam Talbot. I wouldn't take it as oh here's here's the here's the reigning Vesna Trophy winner about to take my spot and goal. Like no, this is a guy who is going to help our team when we need. Uh, if I need a break, we know we can rely on marc Andre Fleury to to play well and go from there. I I, I think it. I think Billy Garen all sees it. Like I said, competition. But I also think he was trying to do a favor. They played together in Pittsburgh. I think some people remember that they played together in Pittsburgh. They won a Stanley Cup together. I, I think that also had something to do with it. I mean, he literally flew to Chicago to pick him up in a private jet, so <laughs> that says something. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I think Cam Talbot should be okay with. I think it's, he should be okay with the competition. I don't think he should take it personally. I think it's more to help the team win. Right now, in the off season, that might be a different conversation. But from now until the end of their the end of their season, including playoffs, I think he should just take it as, I'm the starting guy. I'm the guy if we need a one, one, a one B type situation, fine, but I will play hard and make sure I'm a starting goaltender.
1: Okay. Uh, very well said. Um, then our team makes a move. The New York Rangers, uh, acquired defenseman, Justin Braun from the flyers for a 2023, uh, third round pick. Uh, now I believe this is the first move the Rangers have made with the flyers in about a decade. Um, I couldn't even tell you the last move that they really made together. Uh, It doesn't happen often, uh, but Justin Braun comes in. He had a shaky first game with uh, Patrick Nemeth on the third line. No comment on on the the third (laughs) pairing. Uh, But this is the, you know, we knew that the Rangers were going to go out and look for some defensive help, uh, defensive help uh, and depth. Pretty much Um, Braun, they say can play both sides of the puck. you know, I, you know, they say he wants to play the right side more. Um, obviously, the first game, they sit Braden Schneider. Don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, um, Glant Gall- comes out and says that it's competition and, you know, it's good for them. Uh, you know, Schneider's played every single game ever since coming up, which is true. But I hope, you know, if this is how it's going to be, send him down to Hartford and let him continue playing. Don't let him sit in the press box.
0: I agree that that part I agree with. Uh, I think mine's gonna come out for tonight's game, correct? I don't think so. It's usually, like during the uh, warm ups, but um, I would try him with Schneider. If just see how Justin Braun plays with Schneider. But give it a shot. I mean, granted, I don't know. I don't even know if, even if you play with Schneider on. The other day that it would help because he was just not good at all. Um, but yeah, the, I have no comment on this trade. I mean, it was to bolster your defense. You to bring some veteran presence, bring that big guy in. Top two, top two pairs for me are solid. It's that third pairing that needs a little help. That's where you brought up the Joe Donnell situation, which could have helped them tremendously. Uh, but other than that, good to have a big guy there, I guess.
1: Some yeah. No, yeah. we'll see. It was only one game. So we, uh, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll, I'll let it slide, I guess. Uh, and uh, the St. Louis blues acquired Nick Letty and uh, Luke Witkowski from the Detroit Red Wings for defenseman, Jake Wallman forward Oscar Sundquist at a 2023 second round pick. Uh, we don't have to really dive deep into this one. It's just the blues yeah. looking for some defensive help. Nick Letty has performed in the playoffs uh so i just believe that that's what they were really looking for i don't know if you want to add anything to that but nope i'm good for this one there you go uh here's a move that kind of annoyed me at first yeah <laughs> the canadians sent because where else would they send someone they sent arturi lekinin who i really wanted i'm going to be the first one to say it. i wanted Lekkinen on the rangers but, of course, they sent him to the Colorado Avalanche because why would anyone not send anyone to wow. the Colorado Avalanche uh, for a defensive prospect named Justin Barron and a 2024 second-round pick? Could the Rangers not match that? The Rangers could have absolutely matched that.
0: Yeah, but I think the Rangers were looking at top guys like Ricardo Raquel, and Andrew Cobb. I, I know they were looking at like N as well, but I guess once those other teams, like when Winnipeg came in and said, you know, We'll get to the cop trade soon, but once we started maybe having some di- uh, some dialogue on those two guys, the Rangers were in on them instead of on Terry Lickman. I mean, we'll see how that plays out for Colorado. That's going to be again, as we've been mentioning, tremendous depth for their third for their third line.
1: <laughs> that team is deep. And then right after that, mm-hmm. they also go and acquire former Iron Man Andrew Cogliano from the yeah. San Jose Sharks for a fifth round pick. It's yeah. like, it's crazy, man. Uh, their, their, their lineup is incredible. Uh, They had Cogliano who can pretty much fit anywhere in the lineup. Uh, he is a veteran that could fit anywhere in the lineup. Speedy veteran, should I say uh, very yeah. reliable. He'll probably fit in on that fourth line, but if they need him to move up, he'll move up. Uh, so just another move of the Colorado avalanche bolstering that lineup for a, a nice little playoff run. Uh, Johan Larson gets moved from the Arizona Coyotes to the Washington Capitals for a third round pick. Uh, Ottawa acquired Zach Sanford from Winnipeg for a 2022 fifth round pick. And then another small move for the uh, Rangers here. uh, They acquire forward Nick Merkley, who I believe was drafted by the Devils. Uh, I believe he was drafted by the Devils or the Senators, I want to say. I know he was definitely a devil. And then um, he ends up going out to San Jose. He was a former first-round pick, I believe. So, he, he, you know, there's potential there. Uh, But they move on from uh, defenseman Anthony Boteto, who was, you know, down in – he was on a second stint with the Rangers, and he was just kind of sitting down there in Hartford. Uh, He was drafted by the
0: Coyotes.
1: Coyotes. And then he went to the Devils?
0: He was drafted 30th overall. And he did play for the Devils, correct? Mm. Uh, he let me stand by here. Correct. So he played for the Coyotes. He went to New Jersey and then went to the Sharks. Yep. There you go. I mean, he's got uh, he he a decent year in the NHL. Yeah, so. points in 43 games.
1: Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Uh, could be a nice little move for Hartford. Uh, and talk about a career revival. Uh, Andrew Hammond, the Hamburglar, he uh, yep. he comes back and now he was traded to the Devils uh, and a smaller move because, you know, the Devils goaltending is in shambles. Um, then I our Ran- the Rangers and then our Rangers make two moves back to back. We acquire forward Andrew Cop and a twenty twenty sixth round pick um, from the Winnipeg Jets for a fifth round pick in twenty twenty three. A conditional 2022 or 2023 second round pick. I think that's dependent on if we make the Eastern Conference Finals sure. uh, this year, and then a conditional 2022 second round pick, and then prospects Morgan Barron. Uh, I was very happy with getting Andrew Cop. I wanted him or Raquel. I believe you did as well. Yeah. Um, I always liked Morgan Barron, uh, especially after you know signing him. Uh, he kind of he's a big body. He's good on the face offs. Uh, from what I saw. He, I thought he was pretty solid in his time with the Rangers this year. I didn't see too yep. many flaws from him, but Gallant and the team just couldn't find a spot for him to fit in. Uh, so, your thoughts on this trade?
0: It was a haul, uh, in a way. Um, I think we needed either Ra- Raquel or or Cop for sure. Um, but when it came to Morgan Barron, I was kind of glad it was Morgan Barron. I'm glad we didn't give up Niels Lindquist. I'm glad we didn't give up Braden Schneider. I'm glad we didn't give up uh um, any of our top guys or Zach Jones, for another example. I think he just needed a change of scenery. I think he needed a chance to play. He, I feel like Barron was one of those guys who was up and down. He was up for 10 games. He got sent down to Harvard. Then 20 games later, he'd be back up playing 15 games and back down and it just wasn't worth it. I, I think he just needs to he needs to play, he needs to play regularly. And I think Winnipeg, as we just mentioned, they could be on a rebuild. So I think it's, it'll be good for Morgan Barron to play third or fourth line center, come in, get his NHL career started, and ask for Andrew Cobb joining the Rangers, great for their depth, that's what they needed. Uh, we'll get into one more trade, which I think is one of the most underrated trades in the deadline. Um, and two points in his first game, he's, he played okay. He wasn't great, but the team wasn't great either. So it doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, I think it was a great pickup him, Jacob trubo, uh, Tyler Mott, uh, Toronto. apparently they're all buddies now. We're just trading for Jacob Trubo's <laughs> buddies now. So I don't know what that is, but yeah, good. It was a good trade, goal.
1: Awesome. Uh, And you just mentioned the underrated trade of the deadline. The Rangers acquire forward Tyler Mott uh, for a 2023 fourth-round pick from the uh, Vancouver Canucks. So very underrated, you're saying. So why don't you uh, dive into that a little bit? I think he's just a big body, big body presence.
0: I didn't realize he was that fast, too, for such a big guy. Uh, Good uh, good face-off guy. I think he bolsters that third-line or fourth line tremendously gets Craig mcKag out of the lineup because it was about time. <laughs> that guy did not need to be there anymore. Um, but I, I, I just, I just love the way he plays. I, he's a two way guy. He joins the rush. Well, uh, great passer, by the way, I think he had, he had one great pass in, in during the game against the devils. I can't remember the play. I believe it was in the second period before the Rangers shit the bed. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think he's going to bring so much to this team. And the fact that these guys have familiarity on the team, they just fit right in right away. And I think that's key as well, especially if they go on a deep playoff round. Uh, but I say it's underrated probably because Greg McKay is finally out of
1: the lineup, honestly. So I'm just going to leave it at that. that that's my pick. <laughs> okay, great job. Um, we have four more trades on here, but we're probably only going to get into – one of them really and that's going to be the next one. Uh the Lightning acquire Riley Nash uh from the Arizona Coyotes for future considerations. I don't know how they work on future considerations. Uh I never really understood that, but here we are. Uh the Lightning just bolstering that that lineup like we've been saying uh for that playoff run to go back to back to back for the first time since the New York Highlanders. Uh but yeah, I think Riley Nash is a solid depth piece that will fit in. Yeah, well said, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we have my, uh, goaltender Michael McNeaven, uh heading to the Ottawa Senators for future considerations. And then Victor Rask, actually, the the uh, Seattle Kraken actually acquired a player. They acquired Victor Rask for future considerations. And then we had another smaller deal, Frederick Allard, um, Going to LA for Braden Burke from Nashville, and then there was a trade that happened, but didn't happen at the same time. Uh, are you talking about the shit on ESPN?
0: What are, are you talking about? The, are we getting into Cal right now?
1: No, 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 uh, no, no. Okay,
0: okay, okay. No, no,
1: no. no that, I saw that too, that. though. I saw I, the uh, the well, little. I
0: saw I saw that blog at the bottom, and I didn't. I didn't. Like I was about to text you, but I was like, so I was scrolling on Twitter and I'm like, I'm not seeing
1: anything on this. Like what the hell is going on? Anyway, we'll get into it. All right, we'll get into it. Uh, but uh, the Golden Knights need to clear up cap space, obviously, because they're in cap hell. Uh, Cause I believe Mark Stone's going to be coming back a little sooner than expected because they need to make that playoff push and they are not doing too well right now. Uh, so they went to try and move Vegmi Dadanov um, to I think he was going to Anaheim, yeah. and so the way that this works was, from what I've understood, is dadnov was traded from Ottawa. He had a, he had a ten-team no-trade list. He got traded from Ottawa to the Golden Knights. Now he submitted his list. The Golden Knights weren't there, so obviously the trade was able to go through. Now, fast forward to the deadline. I believe Dadunov sent in his no-trade list. Anaheim was on it. But apparently someone in Vegas didn't see the list and thought he didn't submit it in time. So that means that the no-move clause would be null and void because it wasn't submitted on time. But it was. So they make this move, and then Dadunov and his agent go, hey, wait a second, we... You know, we, this isn't happening. And sure as shit, the NHL looks into it a little bit, and the move becomes void. So Dadenoff, what does Dadenoff do? He goes and suits up for the Golden Knights and scores the game-winning goal the next night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh But talk about confusing, right? That's a bizarre story. It's such a
0: bizarre story. And then someone put out a graphic on Twitter. It was the insiders. I oh, know it's the NHL So and it said Vegas doesn't get a penalty. Anaheim's not penalized for it. But the Vancouver Canucks were penalized for it? Was it Vancouver? I'll have to find it. But it was just
1: bizarre. You didn't see that? No, I did not see that. Oh, let me see. Uh, they showed, uh... But Like you said, it was
0: definitely a... It was such a weird thing. Like, I was not expecting that.
1: But the only good news is Vegas is still in cap hell, which I love. I absolutely love that. I, uh,
0: yeah, I, I mean Jack Eichel, <laughs> that sucks, man. Like you go, you go to such a deep team, Patcheri, Mark Stone, and you're you're on the outside looking in right now, and that's not look good at all.
1: I completely agree with you. Were you able to find the graphic? Uh,
0: but it was something weird. It was like one of these old teams that he got traded to. We can, we can move on to another one. I'll, I'll bring it up.
1: Yeah. It uh, up. So those were the, it those were, weird. those were the moves um, from the trade deadline. Um, but I know you wanted to bring up the, the little graphic that, you know, popped up on ESPN, yeah. uh, ESPN plus where I actually did see that. I took a picture of it because yeah. I was confused. Uh, It said Ricard Raquel had been traded to, was it Toronto? The St. Louis Blues. Oh, the St. Louis Blues. That's who it was. The Blues. Yeah. Yeah, but then there was no information on it. And I think it was just, you know, I think it was a hiccup on ESPN production team. Uh, That's that's all I could have been. That
0: graphic, that graphic was up for a while.
1: Yeah. That graphic was up for
0: a good amount of time. And it was on more than one time. And I kept scrolling <laughs> through my phone and I'm like, where the fuck is this trade happening? Because I'm not seeing it. And I was like, well, that's I, I was like, well, that's one off the board. That sucks. Yeah. And then when Emily Kaplan tweeted out that like it's between the Rangers, the Bru- the Bruins and um I didn't think Pittsburgh wasn't on the unroll. I don't even think. Like, like, yeah, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh came out of nowhere. And of course, I, I feel the same way about Pittsburgh as I do with Boston. Those fuckers get everyone. They get everyone. And of course, I it's the team we're going to play in the playoffs. We're going to fucking play them in the playoffs, and it's going to be game seven in New York or in Pittsburgh, and this fucker's going to get the game-winning goal. I already know. I pictured it in my mind. It's, I'm not looking forward to it.
1: Oh, boy. Uh, but I do think, overall, if there was a winner from the trade deadline, it wasn't a team. It was Kevin Weeks. Kevin Weeks, Kevin Weeks absolutely for real crushed the NHL trade deadline. Uh he made it so much fun with all his videos, you know, from various locations, the barbershop chair. He crushed it. So I just want to say hats off to Kevin Weeks. Hopefully we can get him on the podcast one day. I know you've uh been wanting that for a while. So hopefully we can make that happen.
0: For real. Like I've been asking for like three years now. You know, it's, like it's cool, but like don't like the tweet and then don't answer type deal, you know?
1: Yeah, no, I hear you. That's kind of yeah, no, I, I understand. I understand. Um, we were gonna get into uh the current standings, but it is running close to game time for the Rangers. It is uh so I think we're gonna cut the episode there. Uh we did go through, you know, every single trade at the deadline, uh pretty in-depth. So I hope you guys all enjoyed that. We'll be back next week. Um, you can find us on Twitter now. I don't know how it happened, but I ended up getting the same handle that we used to have. I don't know <laughs> what happened, but now we are it's back at, at drop the puck pod. Uh, we just don't have you know nearly as many followers as we used to, but I got the handle back, which is all that I really cared about. Uh, you can follow me uh, at jstar02. I'm gonna get this right on the first one here. You can follow Pedro at underscore Rodriguez underscore 20. Bam. It's yeah, like babe. we never oh. freaking left. There it is. Uh Pedro, it's always a pleasure. Any always any, pleasure, any, any, any parting words uh for the viewers or the listeners should um, I say?
0: No, because I can't find this freaking thing who got, got screwed in that bad knob deal. I'm kind of mad about it.
1: That's nah, all right.
0: I'll get back. I'll get back at it. But it was some (laughs) random team. It was some random team that he played for before. They got like, I don't know. They got fined. But it was weird. I have no idea. Anyway,
1: Anyway, we will be back next week. Um, Signing off. See you later. See you later, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this
0: episode of the Drop the Puck Podcast with your hosts, Justin Starr and Pedro Rodriguez on Facebook and Twitter at DropThePuckPod. We'll catch you next time, NHL fans, on the Drop the Puck Podcast.